If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now, go. Hello and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, John Richardson. And me, a newly rejuvenated Matt Ford. Get in, man. This is the podcast where we follow the highs and lows of the FPL teams of some of the country's funniest people. This week we'll be joined by comedian, chorister and Grimsby fan Lloyd Griffith. But more importantly... We're joined by Matt Ford. The the nation has been waiting with bated breath. How are you? I'm a lot better than I was last week. I mean, last week, I couldn't... I couldn't walk. I could barely speak. I've never been that ill for years. You know, it was just awful. I mean, at one point... I mean, this is really bleak. But I I had no energy at all. It was like total physical exhaustion, hot and cold sweats... Hacking up phlegm, could barely speak. My voice sounded so deep. It was imagine how coal miners used to speak. And um, I remember at one point I was just sat there watching Titanic on the settee and I just thought, you know, if it feels like this when you're old and you're kind of ready to go, it must be quite nice in a way. Because I just thought I'm kind of... You were ready to give up. Well, not... F- I mean, I, I, yeah, I did think at 38 I'm not ready to feel like this, but I did think ideally... If you get to kind of choose the manner of your departure, well into your kind of 90s or maybe into your hundreds, just on the city, watching Titanic, just kind of drifting off. I thought, oh, I've got nothing left to give at one point. And then what was odd was kind of Friday, start to feel a lot better. Thursday to mm. Friday was an incredible turnaround. Um, and you can probably hear there's still a bit of a lingering thing, but I, I, I just... Um, it's remarkable. I mean, I was in a bleak, bleak place. I tell you what I did do. One day, I binged the entirety of Squid Game. I was in bed. This was the day, This was even the darkest before the Titanic moment. Was I was just it couldn't even get out of bed. And I thought, I know what I'll do while I'm basically at death's door. I watch a dystopian, bleak Korean drama where basically people get killed if they don't play children's games properly. And I've got to tell you, John, I loved it. I don't know if yeah. you've seen it. Yeah. Well, do you know, funnily enough, and I don't, I'm, not, I'm not into spooky, oh, that's weird, isn't it? It's not weird because it's one of the biggest programs on the planet, so everybody's watching it. But when I got COVID, I got one day in bed, and I spent it binge-watching the entire series of Squid Game. No There's way. Something we did about the same thing when we was ill. There's something about going to the darkest place possible when you're not very well thinking, well, at least I'm not getting shot in the head for being shit at hopscotch. Exactly. Yeah. Because it does, you know, this was always my, we talked about this a lot when we lived together. I always preferred a good old nightmare instead of a happy dream. Because you'd have a happy dream, you think, oh my God, I scored the winner at Wembley. And Oasis have just got back together and Blair's back. And then you wake up, a normal life after that, no matter how good your normal life is, it's terrible after that. Whereas, if you're on trial for murder, you wake up, you're a free man, it's all good. Yes. Do you know who didn't like Squid Game? Ooh. Jurgen Klopp. 
Um, What's his problem? He, someone asked him this week if he'd watch Squid Game because I think um, journalists are intimidated by him and they don't want to ask why he persistently referees game by uh, harassing the officials. Um, I don't like Jurgen Klopp. I think I'm the only person in the country who doesn't like him. Just because okay. he, he wears a baseball cap, he's got nice teeth. Everyone seems to think he's nice. I think he's mean. I think he's got a real mean streak. I think he's Let a bully. Let me reassure you, I've got another mate who hates his guts. So right, I'm going to hook you guys up. Yeah, do. We'll sit around and talk about him. But I'll tell you why else I don't like him. He said, I watched the first episode and I didn't like it. It was too brutal and it didn't make any sense. That's not what I want to see. Okay, one, it's brutal. That's the point. Secondly, if it doesn't make any sense, that reflects only on his intelligence, not on yes. that of the creators. It made sense to me. Did it make sense to you, John? Yeah, it did, because it's a very basic premise where a load of people play a load of games, and if you don't win them, you get shot in the head. Hey, hang on a sec. There's a real danger. The relish with which you suggested that makes me think... I didn't suggest it. They've already no, made no, 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 it, no. Mate. I know where you're going with this, forfeit-wise. That's what I mean. I can sense you oh, you're licking your lips as you said that. If people don't play the game properly, they get shot in the head. What are you trying to do here? Listen, if that had been the rules here, week two, the podcast would have opened with player two has been eliminated. You would have been shot in the head. You would have been shot in the head before the first game. As soon as you announced your squad week one, there would have been somebody stood behind you in a little visor with a square on it with a pistol against your cowering head. He's going to come good. Kane, Antonio, Salah, Ronaldo, he's going to come good. Absolutely dreadful. Let's get on to FPL while we're here. Just before we do. Yes. I know this is a bit bleak. If you had to kill me, let's say this became Squid Game and it was the law and you had to kill me, how would you do it? Um... I'm trying to think of how the people get fragged in uh, Squid Game. Fragged? Um, What's fragged? Is that not an army term? For, uh... Is it? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Fragged meaning. Here we go. Deliberately Sounds... kill a senior officer with a hand grenade. That's very specific. Um, yeah, I've picked that up off a computer game in the 90s. Be something <laughs> like Command and Conquer or Doom or something like that. That'll be where that's come from. It's probably got wow. a horrific past, that word, that I don't understand. Uh, why is it called fragging? Um, frag a frag rock, grenade maybe. was the weapon used. Oh, there you go. F- fragments, I guess. Yeah, yeah, solid. Oh, it's all gone very partridge, hasn't it? Um, I suppose death by firing squad. Come I, on, if... man. What? Feed me, man. What do you think? I can't believe you didn't think to just feed me up. F- what? Feed you to death? Well, just just leave me a load of carbs, then I pass out, then shoot me. Oh right, okay. Uh, do, on, do you know if I had to go? I, I like the cop just, um, just back in towards a cliff and just shoot me in the head, and I'll just float down to the sea. That's the way to go. And uh, what better analogy, backing towards a cliff, mm-hmm. than to reference cop? Right, very topical. Yeah. Oh, here we go. We're all back in towards the edge of a cliff with our hands raised, saying, "Oh, it wasn't me. I'm doing my best." Bang. Right, guys. Okay. Does Greta play FPL? Topical improv. Why don't you ask yeah. her? Why Can don't you, you handle ask that? Greta if she plays FPL? If she does, <laughs> look at her on. <laughs> you about turned quick then. Why don't you ask her if she does it? And if she does, uh, let's get her booked in. Greta, um, if you're listening, email us hello at cpfpl.com. Um, now, your physical return to form. 
Yeah. I, I mean, what's interesting, your physical decline has coincided with your best run in FPL. I mean, two wins on the bounce mm. was literally, it's almost like the picture of Dorian Gray. As your FPL team came alive, the body that gave birth to it became haggard and weak. Yeah. And as you've grown stronger, it would be fair to say your FPL team has once again, to quote from uh, Dorian Gray, gone to sh- You've had a crap well, week, mate. It's 8-2 now, so we're back to form. Yes, that is that is true. I had a bad week. Um, 36 points. 36 points. Back to, again, back below average, which was tricky. You had a mm. very, very good week Thank for you. which you deserve huge credit. Still, uh, you, you spot your annoyance. You got 62 points. What do you 10 mean? 10 on the bench. 10 on the bench. I had Keen and White on the bench in defence, and I went for Janssen and Dyer. And two points for Janssen and Dyer. Ten on the bench with White, who I was told 75% chance. Illness was not going to play. I left him on the bench, and he did play. Everton, even though they got a thrashing, Keane got an assist, so he ended up with four points. And as we know, Spurs and Brentford did not have a good week. Just annoyed. take the victory, mate. T- I'm still annoyed here. about two weeks ago. Do you know what I thought all through this game week? All I could think was, if I'd captain Salah last week, I'd be top of both leagues that I'm in now. And that, I still am living. And we didn't get a chance to talk about this because you were feigning illness last week, so you could see no. I'm watching films. The, the failure of Kai Havertz to even do anything last week meant that I lost basically 30 points by not captaining Mo Salah last week. And it's still pissing me off now. It still burns inside me because it's like losing to a child who is just pressing the same button. Losing to people on Street Fighter 2 who pick Dalcine mm-hmm. and do that arm thing from the other side of the screen. And you're Ken and you know how to do the good moves, but you can't get up because every time you're just about to stand, the arms come out. All these people captaining Salah who know. You're Bugger more all. like Ken Barlow, mate. Just some whining northern prick sat there on Coronation <laughs> Street. You sleep better in the good old days. Man, give it and this. You know what? You've turned into one of those exam tossers where, like, the rest of us have all just got a C or a D, and you're going, Oh, God, um, I can't believe I only got a lower A star. I, oh, that first question, I knew what the answer was, but I, I just got stressed. Oh, it's so stressful. I can't when you... believe that you've said that I've turned into that person. I've been that person since I was 18, and I got three A's at A level, and I got a B in general studies, and I would not stop whining about it. Mm. Still upsets me now, that B in general studies. This is what you need to understand, people. This is his deep character. This isn't an affectation that is monetized in the comedy world. He really is that much of a dick. It's real. Speaking of me being a dick, let's not focus on my 62-point haul this week. Let's talk about the demise of Notting Hill Forest, 36 points. Talk us through where that went so badly wrong. Okay, Captain Salah got 10 points. Um, Ronaldo got me 12 points. Obviously should have captained him. Um, Antonio and Kane basically didn't yield much. I mean, Robertson. Robertson mm. I'm really looking at as a very, very expensive... Well, mistake's a strong word, but he, he doesn't yield a lot of points, Robertson. He's low yield. So... Anyone who will have logged into the FPL uh, app this week will have seen the headline, Is it time to ship Ben Rama and Antonio? You have both of those in your team. I'm Changes to make. Keeping well, both? I've made changes. I've made changes. And this is where... Already? Well, 
for this you love a bloody Monday just, change, don't I'm, you? How well, many times have we had this conversation? Okay. There's time for someone this. to get mauled by a dog, fall off a moped, slip in the shower. Hopefully you on all three counts. But it is Oh, if um, I'm in the shower with a dog, then the headline isn't going to be about my sprained ankle. What was he that? doing riding that moped with a dog in the shower? He <laughs> sod. I've got a little joke I do in life. Whenever anyone says <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I'm just gonna jump in the shower, I go, be careful, it's wet in there. Um, oh, lovely! Yeah, I've got a few. Hop in the shower. Okay, well, we shouldn't do that on porcelain. You know, just the little things that just just make the day more. Of a, it's almost like people get to be in a sitcom with me, and I think that's my yeah. contribution. That's my charity work. Mine is uh, when they say on the news, and now time for the news where you are. I would say here. I'm not even dressed. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. great. One of mine is just a bit of wordplay. If anyone ever have has meringue, I go meringue, your lord. Because it's like, you rang, my lord. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Here's one if you've got kids. Elsie will sometimes say to me, uh, Daddy, can you put my socks on? I say, they won't fit me. Don't be ridiculous. I don't even like Peppa Pig. Oh, lovely, lovely. Yeah, You would grind the family down. It's every... You imagine how many times in the day a child will ask you to put clothes on for them. Daddy, we put my coat on. It doesn't suit me. I don't wear pink flowers. Just relentless. You've changed. Really punish them for being brought into the world in my general vicinity. So you've made changes once again ahead of a packed midweek of European games. Talk oh, me through it. Okay. Firstly, I didn't know that. Secondly, I made the biggest change a man can make in FPL, and I made it before a big club made a big change. Whoa. Can you guess what I did before? I... Some big oh, new... my God. He's got rid of Harry Kane. Yeah, and I did it before they sacked Nuno. Oh, the curse lives on. Kane out, Conte in. One of the most successful managers of recent history comes to Tottenham Hotspur and Matt Ford says, now is the time to take out their leading force. So this is what I've done. I got rid of Harry Kane. I've brought in Ian Rush. I mean, you know what I feel like? I feel like that's kind of blasphemy. As a patriot, it feels like... Not blasphemy, what is it? What's the old law you can still Treason. Treason, that's it. It feels treasonous. I've got rid of Kane. I brought in Vardy. That freed me up a bit. Oh. <laughs> Speaking what? of someone who is planning to get rid of Vardy this week, that was a bad move. It's got seven goals this season. Yeah, not in the last few games, mate. Well, that means he's due one, right? Anyway, well, so is Harry Kane. Harry Kane's well, due an absolute thunder bastard from the halfway line from kickoff. Well, I've got rid of him now. Oh, God, anyway. Let me just check what Tottenham's fixtures okay. are this weekend because I think I'm going to bring him in just to piss you off. You? Away, why would you do Away that? at Everton, who have lost against Wolves and conceded five against Watford. Everton not looking good at the back. Jesus oh, please. What please, Lord. What have I done? What have I done? I've made it to... Anyway, so that freed up a bit of cash. I also mm-hmm. got rid of Sanchez, again, another Spurs player, and I brought in Reese James because he's scoring a lot of goals. Oh, you son of a gun. I've got him and he's doing well for me. Right. Well, then if you're listening, well if it's uh, this podcast comes out midweek, you've got two days to ship Reese James before the curse affects him the way it's affected every player that Matt Ford has brought in. So, uh, as ever, thanks for listening. Commiserations to those of you, me included, with Vardy and Rhys James in your squad. Brace yourself for an absolute stinker this week. Have you got both of them? 
I have got Vardy on. Yeah, so I'm going to change one of those because what I don't like is when me and you have a lot of the same players. So there's been a couple of times the last few weeks where it's been quite tight going into the last couple of games and it sort of hinges on whether Ben Rama plays well and that affects both of us. So I'm going to change because I don't like us to have the same squad because I sort of want to feel like I'm better than you. Well, I haven't copied yet. I just... I got yeah. rid of Kane and then just went based on stats. And the, the yeah, it's funny, isn't it? You see a you see a screen grab of my team every week, and then slowly through the season, yeah, I just you know, I just got a feeling maybe. Oh, I think maybe these guys will be good. Who's that guy? Who's doesn't bother me if you pick the same team as me. By the way, if you're two hundred points behind, you can have the same eleven as me if you like, and that just means you're you you practically condemned yourself to the end of season forfeit. This is where Exam Tosser breathes again. Oh, are you copying my homework? No, I just had a good idea as well, mate. Let's take the credit for all the good stuff I'm doing. Turn around. You little <laughs> So there are two forfeits to resolve before we welcome our guest. I have a forfeit, uh, which I need to do, uh, which yes. I didn't do last week because you were poorly. Um, I still did the show with COVID, but fine, mate. Hope you hope hope you're feeling well. Um and now for this eight two defeat, you you have a forfeit. So uh what what's uh, what's knocking around us suggestions? Well we've had a lot of suggestions via Twitter. You can tweet us at comedians FPL. Um there was one here which I think uh Is this someone a... someone that once sent in or have you sort of read it earlier and then you're gonna pretend it was your idea? <sighs> this is from Rygate Walker, actually. Oh, okay. That's so, legit. Think, well, look, the photo's a sunflower. So what do you infer from that? As somebody who walks around Rygate in, in the summer. Yeah, I'd go for that. He says, I think the loser this week should have a vegan madras topped with eight ounces of grated vegan cheese. That sounds great. That's oh, not a forfeit. Cheese. The vegan cheese is the kicker because vegan cheese is rank. But no, no, I mustn't let. I mustn't allow that. Vegan cheese is behind the other <laughs> vegan substitutions, of course. But there are yeah. very good vegan cheeses. You just need to get the right cheese for the right job. There is okay. no cheddar in the vegan world that you can just buy. There's no Mo Salah of vegan cheese that you can just stick anywhere and it'll be all right. You've got to look for the Reese Jameses. Okay, a number of things. If Mo Salah is cheddar, what is Harry Kane? Oh, Harry Kane is like a baby bell that's rolled under the oven. Oh, it's got mold. This season. And today is the day that you fished it out and ate it. <laughs> I imagine baby bells probably keep for quite some time. Uh, yeah, I, I imagine. Yeah, I imagine the wax is about the most nutritious thing on a baby bell. Um, William um, Mott says a forfeit idea would be to do a high intense spin class. Heard anyone's name sound so obscene that you're going to have to bleep it. You said that like it was the most grotesque sexual thing I've ever heard. No, William Mott, did I? You didn't say it like that. They went William Mott. <laughs> We're going to have to beat Bill. that. Sorry, William. He says, how about doing a high intense spin class? Yeah, I mean, you. Can't, it says also for the forfeit, the winner gets naming rights on the loser's next child. Oh, but he's opened with spin class. Yeah, I mean, he's he's given us either end of the spectrum there, hasn't he? He's, he's given us well, high intensity and low intensity. Are you uh, are you are you close enough to your recovery to to do an intense spin class? I was going to say to father a child. Um, well, 
Well, either either replies, I guess, um, for old Billy Mott. Um, I couldn't do a spin class. Part of the problem with the spin class idea is my because of the gout, my right foot can only do certain exercises and kind of cycling isn't one of them, basically. Now, you know we've been trying to get hold of Peter Jones, yes. the dragon. Um, two weeks, our inbox is dry. We have had an email from Richard Coles. No way from the communards, and now well, I'm under the cloth. Again, it's a Peter Jones-style situation. He doesn't say that in his email. The email just says it's from Richard Coles. But, you know, he strikes me as the sort of man who would be far too humble. Of course, he's a man of the cloth now. He's not going to brag about his communard history, is he? Yeah. He's just going to send in an email with a forfeit. Um, I'll read it to you. You okay. tell me if this sounds like Richard Coles. Hi, just a quick email. Some mates of mine yes, used to does. play... Yes, yeah, it yeah. sounds like Richard Coles, yeah. Um, I'm not playing the piano, but I'm sort of miming it. Some mates of mine used to play in a regular card school. Wasn't that Bronski beat? Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, Communards was don't was leave me this way. <laughs> oh, song for Harry Kane there. Ooh, uh, from topical. Ford. This is Britland, Britain. I love uh, Jimmy Somerville. What a voice. And I love Richard Coles. Back to the email. So mates of mine used to play a regular card school. The loser at the end of the night had to turn on the shopping channel and buy whatever was being promoted at the time. Love the podcast, Richard in Shrewsbury. Or Shrewsbury, depending on which side of the river you are. Yeah, Um, that's great. I think that's a great forfeit. Shall I go and do that now? I've got a telly next door. Yes, yes, yeah, you're going to do it now. Are we going to put any, yeah, I'll have that one. Are we going to put any caveat on, obviously, if it's like a car or, um, they don't sell cars, like guns? I'm not getting involved in any arms trades. Definitely get a gun. Um, I'll end up, what if it's Newcastle? What if the Saudis have already changed their mind? It's just Mike Ashley there begging. Now, I can see that's actually £40 less than what I paid for it. Right, I'm going to go now. I'll film it, um, and we'll put the video up online. Yeah. And then I will bring it back. So let's pause the pod and off I go. Oh, this is so exciting. Live forfeiting. Um, so I'm going to do the QVC shopping channel challenge. TV guide um, shopping. There we go. QVC, JML, any preference? High Street TV, number 666. Well, that's got to be right, hasn't it? Channel 666. There we go, the number of the curse of Matt Ford. Yeah. And we are going to be buying... <laughs> what? <laughs> what is that? Oh, my God. It's some sort of wobble step. Oh, my God. Look at that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I want to see Matt Ford doing the podcast on... <laughs> oh, my God. Right, so that is called... Modern day studies have actually found that whole body vibration training has some very real benefits. <laughs> whole body vibration training has a lot of benefits. It's called the rock and fit. Right, let's have a look. Rock and fit coming to you. Oh so, my god. That I love with that's gone turn? very well. How have you managed to turn a forfeit for you into a forfeit for me? Isn't that wonderful? Well, it's good news for you now. You don't have to think of another forfeit. So the forfeit for me is buying it. 
And the fourth yeah. thing for you for losing your eighth week is that you have to do, I mean, probably part of next week's podcast on the rock and fit. Oh man, it um, looks ins- that's going to make me puke. You know, my mum once I put on weight a few years ago, and my mum got me. Remember those slender tone things that were like. They look like a wrestler's oh, belt. belt. Yeah, and they kind of yeah. vibrate. I mean, surely... They, anyway, she got me one of them second hand, and it didn't come with any... <laughs> exactly, of all the things. You're like, who's this been on, and what have they done on it? Anyway, the only thing that kind of told you what it was was a square cutout from the Argos catalogue listing. I was like, anyway, turned the thing on, immediately electrocuted myself. <laughs> It burnt me right on my like right to the side of my belly button like an electric shock, and it was just in like a plastic wash bag. I was like, "Mum, ah, Merry Christmas!" It was appalling, but that was I was like, you know, she was very kindly, or be it very cheaply, trying to tell me to um, you know lose the old uh, flubber. Yeah, do you know what my mum got me for my birthday this year? Go on, uh, an inflatable kayak. Oh, wow, that's amazing. It's a really cool gift. I'm really excited, but there's a little bit of like, why don't you go out into the middle of the lake? Why don't you go out into the middle of the lake on something that might blow away? See what happens. Did I ever tell you about <laughs> when I was when I was young and I, oh, I would have been about, you know, about nine or ten and you start to get what we now understand to be body dysmorphia, but even as a child you think, oh, I'm not strong enough. I don't have a good enough body. Oh. I wanted a six-pack. Oh. And I used to read, like, you know, in the back of whatever it was, shoot or something. Yeah. They would have those stick-on pads that you stick on that would give you an electric shock oh, God. to give you a six-pack. But on the photo, the guy um, had a T-shirt on. So he was just sort of sat on the end of his bed with a T-shirt on, smiling. And then there was a link to this thing that was like 100 quid. And I thought... I didn't understand he had the suction pads on because I was young. I just thought if you sit on the end of your bed at that angle, smiling, that's the sort of training thing. And I thought, I can't believe they've given the secret away in the advert. You actually need to buy the thing. You just, I just put my hand on one knee and turn slightly to the side. And I used to go up to my bedroom for half an hour a day. Oh, and sit on the end of my bed, smiling and looking slightly to the side. <laughs> and I thought it was going to give me a six pack. Wow! I mean, so is that is that why you don't smile anymore? <laughs> yeah, it's it too hurt. triggering for me to look to the side and smile. If you're funny, you need to be funny directly ahead of me, or it brings back some very painful memories. How long do you reckon you did that for? Oh, I mean, we're talking weeks. We're That's talking, insane. Yeah, because I didn't dare tell anyone because I thought I don't want everyone to know the secret. I thought like I'd get sued for having worked it out. I thought I'd really sort of gone, you know, beyond and worked out. Oh, they've given away the secret in the little photo. It's so um, strange you mentioned that because I went through a similar thing, but around kind of 16, 17, 18. Do you remember they used to advertise those like sit up rollers? On telly, <laughs> or like a kind of rocking cage that would give oh, you like a, a sit up chamber? Yeah, I, I yeah. had one. Do they work? Well, n- not really, no. It's just, it doesn't make doing crunches any easier. It just gives you sort of something to hold on to. If you, I mean, if you just wanted to do a crunch. Lucy said to me today on the stairs, she said, I think I'm going to buy a milk frother. Is that all right? 
And I said, well, we've got a whisk. And we had a big sort of argument about whether the size of the whisk on a milk frother meant you had better froth for your coffee. And I said, no, just whisk it loads and you'll get frothy milk. That's all a frother is. And it's similar with this. If you want to do a crunch, just sit down and do a crunch. You don't need, but they're very active buying it, I guess, psychologically means you're engaging with exercise. But they're really big, cumbersome things to have around that you end up thinking, I probably just, you know, buy a bedside table instead of this and do crunches. The pressure not, on guys to have case. a six pack is real. I mean, I never achieved it. I don't know if you ever did. I remember when we lived together, you got very buff when you had <laughs> you had biceps and you would stand there flicking through your iPad in the living room and I'd think, God, you're really doing this. You know, you look fresh, you look fit. You would do press ups like a man possessed. Like yeah, well, that was because of Danny, who we live. Danny Buckler, who could do those ones where you push up and then you clap, which is an utterly pointless skill, but very impressive to watch. The 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 um, the the healthiest I've ever been, and it's why I'm not intimidated by men with good bodies. And anyone who says I'm intimidated by men with good bodies doesn't know what they're talking about because I've got I've got actually no problem with men who have good bodies. I wish them all the best. Um, the the healthiest I've ever been in terms of going to the gym were the darkest years of my existence. There's something about you know that level of focus on your own body that is not healthy. And when I see people with big bodies, I just think, have a pint of bodies, mate. Just chill out. Have you... a pint of bodies. Yeah, Boddington's. <laughs> not like drink bodies, flesh. Like, have a pint of bodies. <laughs> yeah. Just, just sit and have a pint and a bag of crisps. Just, it's all right, mate. Just, it's all right. No one's judging you. You know, you know. I had the other night, I had, I ordered on Deliveroo. Cookie Don't dough. whisper it like it's a secret, a revelation to our listeners that you sometimes order takeaway. You've told these people the darkest things you've ever done. Well, I did that thing where I ordered a main from one place, then was like, oh, I want a pudding now. <laughs> so then I ordered pudding from another place. I think you're coming up on the COP26 agenda this week, actually. Double delivery, guys, they call it. But they, think... they cycle. It's green. Anyway, so <laughs> it, it was this, I mean, this place, John, it, it, I've never had anything like it. It was a pot of cookie dough. Covered in Oreos and then with a separate punnet of ice cream that you then put on top. But the cookie dough, you know, you get like little, you know, nuggets of it in ice cream. This was like hot, fresh cookie dough. It was still piping hot. It was almost like, do you remember jam roly poly, that type of dough that you used to get at school dinners that you don't really see anymore? It was I mean, like that. Stodge. I felt like such a man. I felt like I was excavating. I felt like this is what the early explorers must have felt like when they first were able to dig through rock and sediment. I like, I'm doing that now with this plastic spoon going through ice cream, Oreo mix and cookie dough. I'm surprised you're into all that because it's a very American pudding that and I've I'm... never known... Anyone react so angrily to the phrase mac and cheese as you do? Oh, and I'm surprised you're into the cookie dough phenomenon. Had The thing is, it's not called mac and cheese. I'm into the cookie thing because cookies taste good, right? I'm into macaroni cheese because it tastes good. But they're biscuits. But... Why aren't you saying they're biscuits? Cookies is a real like, Americanism. I, can I get my cookie? I like to get my cookies right. and my Ben and Jerry's before I go to bed or I can't sleep. What I would say, my asthma. <laughs> what I would say is that I think cookies are distinct from biscuits. Cookie to me says sort of big, gooey disc. Biscuits is paper bag. Well, yeah, oh, Ben's cookies. That's a conversation for another day. If you've not tried them, kids, get out there and have them. Um, but I would say biscuit says to me bourbon, custard cream, rich tea. 
Now, Britain. I'm not going to order rich tea on Deliveroo and have, you know, you don't get heat so up. There a is rich... a limit. You know, that's just reminded me when we were children. I hate to sort of paint this picture of my childhood as basically fundamentally deprived, but as a treat sometimes <laughs> in the afternoon, we had little plastic plates just with dry cornflakes on them, no milk. And I thought it was, we've got photos of us sat like in the backyard eating just a little plate of dry cornflakes and no milk. And they were, a what a great, great <clears throat> treat that was, just some um, dry cornflakes. I mean, while you were talking then, I know most of your stories, but every now and again a new one like that crops up. And while you were talking, I was running through a little Rolodex of all the things I thought you were going to say that, that yeah. would, were going to be depressing. And I never would have in a million years got to a bowl of dry cornflakes yeah, in the not yard. Even a, not even a dry, like, you know, a plastic plate, but the sort that you'd have in a doll's house. So like a, a toy plate. Right. Smaller than the size of your hand. With oh, well, a, I mean, sprinkling of dry cornflakes. The last five minutes of this podcast teaches you anything. If you've got kids at the minute and you're one of those, don't give them sweets. Give them sweets because they will grow up and they will be ordering uncooked biscuit dough onto which they will pour cooked biscuits yeah. and then ice cream. And they will have other people bring them to their house because they're unable to move from the amount of hot food that they've already eaten. So just let your kids have sweets, because if wow. you give them dry cornflakes, you have heard what happens. I had no idea the two were connected. I never joined the dots until now. Yeah, the... well, whoa, Professor man. Professor Rico shits is here, and I'm pleased to say not only have I diagnosed the root cause of your problem, I've found you the solution, and that is the joy and the proven benefits of all-body vibration training. Oh, which no! you're about to enter. I'm telling you now, that thing is going to make me cack like crazy. The first time you swore on our six music radio show was when someone went to tickle you and don't touch me because I'll shit. Oh, man, you tickle me. And it's not just shit, it's explosion. <laughs> it's full on. You're, you are literally, that is Cookie nuclear dough. code levels. Khaki dough. If that thing, any sort of vibration immediately sets me off. Any contact around the kind of bum area is like, I said to my girlfriend once, you are poking a tiger in the eye. You've got to be very careful. Because people think it's funny. The problem is the moment you say, oh, if you tickle me, I shit. Or I piss, which is true. My babysitter, by the way, used to put newspaper down on the floor. And I knew I was going to be tickled. She'd tickle me until I piss my pants. I mean, I think that might be... That's you know, abuse. These days, that would be in the Daily Mail. That's but, abuse. You know, back then, it was just bants. I mean, it wasn't even bants. That wasn't a word in the early 1980s. I really want you to launch your own brand. You know all these, like, dolls that cry real tears or whatever mm. they say? <laughs> Matt Ford's, if you tickle me, I will shit. Oh, yeah, tickle shit. Tickle shits. <laughs> like, tickle me Elmo. Just like, tickle me arsehole. Wait, <laughs> 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 wait. Well, join us for the opening to next week's podcast, where I'll be joined by Matt. I could easily go that way. You might want to let the people downstairs know to maybe be out next week when we record the intro to the podcast. God. How's that ended up as a forfeit? I guess I had to do a forfeit. So You've got a forfeit, mate.
and my forfeit is the financial outlay because let me tell you, the rock and fit ain't cheap. <laughs> How much are we talking? A one seven nine nine nine. Whoa! Oh, okay. You've really got me. Yeah, oh, I feel very conflicted about this because you've really got me a treat, but it's not with good intention. Yeah. Well, it's the same as the cryotherapy. Perhaps you want to combine them together and see if they'll fit one inside the uh, chamber. You'll be they'll like be... ice cream. You know that. <laughs> isn't it? You'll be. You'll get churned. You'll be vibrated and frozen at the same time. And then my poo will come out like Mister Whippy. <laughs> We should probably be less scatological, and I think the only way to make us behave better is to bring a guest along. We're delighted to be joined by comedian, broadcaster, and star of the new Amazon Prime film, Infinite. It's Lloyd Griffith. (laughs) I mean, stars are a bit rich, isn't it? Mate, I was so excited when I saw you in that. I love a dystopian futuristic film and I love Mark Wahlberg. I was saying to my girlfriend the other day, there's just something about his eyes that make him so watchable. Anyway, in he walks to that restaurant scene and you're in there presumably playing a chef, I think, or at least an assistant manager. Chef Joe. I I thought, I'm going to message him and I thought, no, he's coming on the podcast, I'm going to save it for then. It's one of the most exciting moments of my life was seeing you in Infinite alongside Mark Wahlberg. I'm so proud of you. Congratulations. Thanks, mate. I reckon they are the greatest six seconds of my TV slash film um, career so far. And what was it like acting <laughs> alongside Wahlberg? Well, it was nervous because I had to uncross my arms at one point and then recross them at another. Um, so <laughs> say, say four words um, in an American accent and then get on with it. That, that whole scene, which is what, a minute long, two minutes yeah. long, took a whole day. Wow. It took a whole day. So it's wow. so fascinating. Well, that's a day with Wahlberg then. So, like, were you guys, like, chatting? Yeah, we actually were. Like, he is – We and I didn't know what it'd be like. And, um, you know, he he was just absolutely lovely. And we chatted about golf. We chatted about football. I tried to, like, pretend – because this is all pre-COVID. And I was like, mate, if you want to go and see any team in the UK, give me a shout. I'll hook you up. Hoping that he wouldn't, you know, call me on it. And then I'd have, like, crap myself and, like, try and get him tickets for – you know, Walsall Crawley or something. So, um, yeah, he, uh, he, was, he was he was really really lovely, and um, yeah, a lot of people have been. been did, did did you enjoy the Did you enjoy the film? Man? I love the film. I love that sort of thing. You know what? I mean, those things always. The logic always becomes slightly unstuck at some point. I don't care. I loved it. I thought it was big budget. I was ill at the time. You were in it. I was just like, this is just great. I loved the headrests in the car and in the private jet. Everything about it was great. I've not watched it yet. <laughs> But it, it, you had a day with Mark Wahlberg. You talked about football. Did you talk about FPL? Do you think he plays fantasy Premier League? I, I, I mean, and I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. And I mean that in the nicest possible way. <laughs> um, it, it was it, as as is and as can be. Speaking to Americans, it can be quite tricky trying to engage with them about football. Mm. And so I, I, I think that even trying to explain what FPL was would would have would have blown his mind. Did he claim to be into it? Was he like, I like Chelsea, man, but I also like Man City and Man United. Yeah, and he Arsenal. Really did. I, I, back I, with I, him. What I was baffled is why he was doing a Donald Trump impression whilst speaking to me. Um, <laughs> well, I just brushed it off and assumed that that's who he votes for. You cow. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think he was saying that he wants to go and yeah, I think I think he was saying he wants to go and see Chelsea. He seems pretty into his football. Get him to Ellen Road, mate. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I, it's only a matter of time before every 
league team in the UK is bought out by Hollywood superstars, really, isn't it? So, fingers yeah. crossed. Better than tyrannical regimes. Yeah, true, 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 true. Do you think Wahlberg, were he to go and watch Chelsea, would want um, a pie and mash before kickoff? Is he that sort of guy? I think I think he's absolutely not a pie and mash um, guy. Have you seen his like regime that he does every day? He gets up at like three in the morning. He oh. trades nine times before seven o'clock. He's like, and he's, he goes to the gym. I think four times. He has golf practice. I mean, I think about six times. Talk about oppressive yeah. regimes. Uh, <laughs> 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 he eats. He eats so well. He has. A, he had. A, he had a. He had a traveling chef with him. I'm not sure if I can say this, but he. he there was. There was a chef. That, that wasn't an actor that, that you know, that that cooks for him the whole time. So What's I happening? don't think he's going to be having a pocket pie. I think he's having a, you know, I think he's having you, a... you are going to have to tell Fordy the foods that aren't... I mean, you, you, you've just joined us on the podcast. We've already heard about him ordering a food and then from a different outlet getting a pudding delivered on Deliveroo. <laughs> Everyone that was that. three kinds of pudding stacked on top of each other. So you are he cannot imagine the foods that that Mark Wahlberg eats. I did live with Fordy for a couple of years in Edinburgh as well. Do you know what I mean? Like so I'm I'm aware I there's once in Edinburgh where and we're, we're gonna have to self edit this, aren't we Fordy? Yeah. Is where we went to Pizza Hut buffet, but I was otherwise preoccupied <laughs> and I've never had so many angry text Messages from my board. and there's been some in the past. Like, Pizza buffet now. It's, it's open. I was like, yeah, mate, it's 12:15. He's like, Lloyd, we need to leave now, and he was so angry. And like, he paid, he paid for a taxi for us to go from the meadows to the pizza, which is a, like the mile because he didn't, right. he wanted to get as much time as possible. Yeah. And then we were sat next to another comedian who, you know, we're friends with him. We won't men- mention, but he was so angry because he couldn't really like properly gorge himself. Like he was. <laughs> Like, oh, he's here. It's going to be judging me, isn't he? Oh, he's so angry. So funny. You know what? That brings back that memory. I was so annoyed with you for not being able to leave on time. like the whole point of the pizza buffet lunch is that you get there when it starts and then you've got like two hours to really go for it. If you're not there at the start point, it's pointless. You go, oh, I'm coming down. I'm like, but get a taxi. And I was like, I'll pay for it. And we need to get there. Oh, man. It was like the McAllister family rushing for the plane. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but are you good at FPL? I like to think I'm good at FPL. Um, but my FPL career this year is not as it's not as good as I'd hoped, lads, if I'm being brutally honest. So talk us through it. How many points are you on in the league um, total? I, I am on. Here we go. 537, I can tell you. Griff's Growlers. I mean, I, yeah, I'm in a lot of leagues as well. I'm in, a, I'm in 24 leagues. 537 puts you pretty much smack bang in the middle of the Comedians League, mm. just ahead of Ivo Graham and just behind England's Patrick Bamford. Why are you disappointed with your performance this season, Lloyd? Have you had Harry Kane as well? No, I didn't have Harry Kane. I, I, I had Harry Kane for the first few games. I thought that was I thought that was the thing to do. I had him and Son, yeah. and uh, it, it seemed promising. I got done over. I fell into the, the Leeds trap a few weeks back, um, and then... <laughs> I know we, I, I, you do, don't you? Because they do play well and crucially cheap. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like the owner, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Radrizani. So good to meet you. What happened um, this week is I changed captain as well. So I had Ronaldo as captain last week, um, and he got two points, which is great. Um, and I thought, well, you know what? I'll I'll, I'll go with Salah, and um, 
Salah got five points this week. Ronaldo's got twelve. So uh, it, it's it's just me, like just picking the wrong wrong captains. The captain thing is infuriating. And would you not? Know pisses me off about it every week i make the mistake of clicking on it shows you on your screen how many points you've got what the average yeah. is and who scored the highest this week somebody triple captained declan rice <laughs> who's doing that wow. it drives me mad because at the point you think oh i should have just a really obvious decision that you think well why did i leave ben white on the bench and pick and then you look that's not football. I refuse to believe somebody knows enough about football that they looked at all of the fixtures this week and thought, I'm going to play my triple captain on Declan Rice. That's luck, surely. Or that's somebody who always captains Declan Rice. So someone last week uh, triple captained Mason Mount and like he was like the most most he'd scored. It's like, come on. I can sort of understand that though. Chelsea are on good form. He's He, he was bound to play because he's been out for a while. The Declan Rice, a, a defensive midfielder away from home. Yeah. That is insanity. It's, or um, genius. Or, or do you reckon they've got they've got the ability to like look forward in time and instead of like getting the lottery <gasps> numbers or going, oh, I'm going to buy that cryptocurrency which is going to rock it. He's just gone right. Who's going to? They take they take FPL that seriously that it's gone right. I, I would absolutely do FPL. that with a time machine. I'd do the lottery thing as well, but I would yeah. also just piss off everyone in FPL. I think you're doing that already, mate. You don't need a time machine. <laughs> because you've done FPL for so long, I can look back and I can see now your points tally from 2006. And what's fascinating, right. you genuinely are getting better. It's really interesting. You. You'd think, you know, because you've always loved football and known about it, but you are clearly learning FPL. You, your first season, 1,350 uh, points. Then you hover around 1,500, till about 2011. Then you jump to 1,900, 2016 the last three or four seasons about 2000 so genuinely every few years you step up a bit last season 2147 points how can you see i've got guys i've got guys but yeah i can tell i can tell that two seasons ago 2203 in the top 280,000 in the country there or thereabouts that's a really good season amazing that coincides with me working on soccer i am so when i when i when I was working, and this is a genuine thing, like, are you, I'd say 2015, 2016, I got a bit bored of it, do you know what I mean? Because I was like, look, you know, this is for virgins, isn't it? I want to be out, do you know what I mean? As a Grimsby Town fan, do you know what I mean? Where we're obviously in the lower echelons of, of, of the football pyramid, you know, I, I used to have a, a love affair for, for Peter Schmeichel and Eric Cantona. In fact, that picture behind me is, is me wow. and Eric Cantona. There it is. That's so me and Eric cool. Cantona. Oh, wow, that's vintage Cantona. I thought you meant recently. Was that ninety six? Uh, yeah, and a lot of people go, "Oh, why are you wearing a Man United top? Why are you wearing a Grimsby top?" I like, can't really ask Eric Cantona to sign a Grimsby top. <laughs> and he loves trawlers. He loves seagulls. He does love. Because we talked a bit about food. A survey has been done this week of what football fans around Europe eat at football. This has been done by UEFA, so we know it's legit. Right. There is one territory in all of Europe which is brown, and brown means pies, <laughs> and that is the United Kingdom and Ireland, where we eat pies. What What do you think the other uh, What do you think the other hot food options are at football around Europe, Lloyd? Oh, okay. Let's Let's make it a bit easier. There's four different types. One of them's pies. There are three others, and the the main kind of zone of like central western europe is basically one thing and that is also scandinavia what do you think okay. italy france germany norway and sweden so, are all having 
Oh, well, I was going to say Spain because I've been to Spain quite a lot. I've been to see Barcelona at the new Camp quite a bit because I'm friends with quite a few of the players there. Who and... do you know at Barcelona? <laughs> I don't know whether you're joking or not. Of course I'm not joking. You're friends with Barcelona players? Oh, actually, to be fair, he left last um, Lionel Messi. Um, <laughs> why are you laughing? I don't know whether you're winding me up or not. Well, no, I know Lionel Messi, obviously, yeah. What's he like? Lovely. Um, met him. We did a few. We did a few things together, me and uh, Leo. And uh, he mentioned that we had a mutual friend, which I didn't realise. Um, a guy called uh, Joaquin Mendela, um, who used to play for Macclesfield. Uh, Pablo Zabaleta's best mate. So I've got no idea whether you're winding us up or not. I'm being honestly serious. You're gonna have to Google it. Lloyd Griffith, Messi. There's enough pictures of me and him out there. Do you know what I mean? I'm not. I can't. I, there's not much more I can do about this. Can you understand what you're saying? Yeah. I'm looking it up now. Lionel Messi and Co. Star in FIFA 16 Team of the Year video with the help of comedian Lloyd Griffith. Yeah. Well, I knew I knew that you'd met him. I, I didn't know that you'd forged a friendship. Yeah, so I just spent a few weekends with him and I'd go to, you know, the new camp and hang out with him and, and that lot. But what I realised at the new camp, uh, peanuts. They eat oh a lot my of these God, peanuts. this is insane. Are you, this is, you, you're pulling us here. No, I'm not, no. This is mad. This is mad. <laughs> Lloyd Griffith, you have struck fact gold because this is mad. In Spain... And then in basically Eastern Europe and Russia, the top halftime treat are seeds. So that's basically seeds, the yeah. same thing. That's incredible. I, I, I found it quite um, disgusting, actually, because they were buying these yeah. big bags of nuts and seeds. And you then don't they want to be them, spat at. And then they just throw the shells on the floor. Yeah, they spit them on the floor. Mm. I don't want to be spat shells at, do you know what I mean? So, you know, I, I weren't in an happy place. And during a pandemic, it's not a great place, is it, you know, to be spitting out seeds and shells and stuff. So I know that they do sell um, nuts and seeds at, at various grounds, yeah. So, And that is just from, you know, I, I know that from being friends with Lionel Messi. Bean nuts and seeds. Uh, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, he also, he also sounds like Donald Trump. It's really weird. <laughs> well, what an exclusive we've had it. Lloyd, this has been an absolute treat. Wahlberg, messy, and nut spitting. I once ate puffin in Iceland. And I didn't know it was puffin. <laughs> what did it taste like? I was only I was only twelve years old. Oh, do you want to taste this? Thinking it was like meat and I was like, what's that? They're like, oh, it's puffin. You got Jacob Rees Mogg's birthday party. <laughs> what are you having puffin at twelve? <laughs> We'd just been on a shoot. Um, I, I was on a choir tour in Iceland and this guy was like, you want some of this? You want some of this? And I ate it. And he was like, he's puffing? And we're like, oh, he goes, puffing? And then like showed us this stuff puffing. We're like, oh, yes, just eating puffing. <laughs> I think that along with the story about 40s babysitter putting newspaper down and then tickling him till he pissed his pants are two stories that will have to be investigated by the relevant authorities after this podcast. We always offer a prize to those guests who beat us. I think you're in you're in good position. Um, you've got to beat both of us, so it hasn't happened a lot this series. But we've talked about uh, Manchester United. So would you like either a brand new Chevrolet or, and I'm looking at it now, a second-hand Sharp View Cam? I think I'd like to take the second-hand Sharp View Cam if that's all right. Yeah, that's the, yeah. If, if, yeah. If that's your I'm, choice, if I do win, that'd be that'd be great. Well, it sounds like you've got a similar team to us, actually, this week. At the moment, as it stands, and I need to change a lot of this because, obviously, uh, Man United are playing Man City. Um, I have Schmeichel in goal, mm-hmm. um, Alexander-Arnold, Shaw, and Simicast at the back, but he never sodding plays, so I need to get, I need to ship him out. 
then at the moment, I've got a midfield mm. five of Gray, Salah, Fernandez, Allen, and Saka. Um, up top, I've got Ronaldo and King. So maybe this week I play the um, you know play the wild card. Um, Fordy, do you want to advise Lloyd about using your wild card before the midweek European games have been played? Just. Uh... Bring on someone who's got a broken leg on board. I made some changes this week, Lloyd. I finally sold Harry Kane and then Nuno got fired. And um, I made a couple of changes and then John reminded me that it's the European games and those players I've got might get injured. So I'm just in a... I'm in a not a sulk. I'm just... I just think, why don't you yeah. check this stuff out before we make these decisions? And I don't. I keep having these conversations with myself late into the night. I just forget. I didn't even think that far. I just thought, you know what? After the game at the weekend, I thought, this is over. I'm getting rid of Kane. And then, obviously, they're bringing Conte. I'm like, oh, he's probably going to turn things around now. And then I find out. No one told me. There's European games this week. So, I'm like, well, I could have done one. No, no. But I know it's my fault. Who have, um, who have Spurs got this weekend? Everton away, who conceded five against Watford. Yeah, I'm going to put Kane in this week, I think. Oh, this is what's going to happen. No. Don't do this just to, like, hurt me. What other reason is there? What is the whole point of this podcast is for me to hurt you over a football season? Mm, I guess so. Thanks, mate. Cheers, Lloyd. Thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Send our best to Leo, won't you? And if he wants to hook up with Bielsa, I know they've got a sort of Rosario-Argentina thing going on, so um, tell him to get in quick because I'm worried that Bielsa might leave. All right, lads. Well, thanks for having me. See you later. Ta-da, mate. Okay, let's hit the post. This time he's hit the post. You can email us, hello at cpfpl.com and tweet us at comediansfpl. Sean asks us both, Lee Sharp joining Man United destroyed him and he can't bring himself to watch anything he's been on. Has anyone you've loved as a football fan or someone you've idolised ever broken your heart? It's like a Graham Torrington question. It is, yeah. It's it's very personal. I don't deal well with uh, this kind of thing. I'm a deeply emotional man and I value loyalty above all else. Are you listening, Matt Ford? Oh, yeah. Matt Five Podcasts Ford. <laughs> well, when Pierce left Forest and went to Newcastle, you know, even though it was right at the end of his career and we all understood it, it that hurt. Yeah, it'd be nice to think of one that isn't a footballer, though, wouldn't it? It's just, you know, recent Googling was upset to find that Tiffany Amber Thiessen, who played Kelly Kapowski, has got married. Um, right, hold on. Without hold checking on. in with me. That is a... <laughs> there is a difference between the emotional connection a football fan has with an idol, particularly at a young age, and whatever was your first boner. That's not the same. Oh, no, she wasn't my first boner. That who was, was Tara from Thundercats. Um, yeah, I liked Chitara from Thundercats. <laughs> yeah, but in fairness, you also liked a plastic ball of dry cornflakes. So I think your barometer for what is a stimulant... Not in that way. ...probably a little lower. I was eating it. I wasn't doing anything else to it. Uh, Kelly Kapowski from Saved by the Bad is just a classic crush from the 80s, 90s. Yeah. That, that's not the same as an emotional connection to Gary Kelly. Oh, I think your first. I think the first person you love is a is a deeply uh, you know love is a deeply emotional. I was in love with Kelly Kapowski. Absolutely, I was. You yeah. were in love with her. You fool. You watched her from afar, <laughs> and you you fantasized about God knows what. You probably nothing specific. I imagine in your adult you don't know. brain. You, you don't just, know. Oh, she's pretty. 
I once made a cassette tape to send to Erica Aleniak, who was the actress who played Shawnee in Baywatch. Yeah, I made a cassette tape with my friend Lee, and we baked some ceramic love hearts, which we painted and dried in the air and covered in my house. Um, and we never sent it to her. Um, Good. Which, Thank with hindsight, God. I say was the right call. Okay, just enough time to look at our listener league. And my word, we have a new leader. Not sure about this. Connor Reed had a game week haul of 76 points, a total of 744. Superb. But it's just nice to see, I mean, the quality in the listener league, you know, the top 10 all well above 700 points, which you have to say, I mean, puts all of the 10 of them comfortably top of the Comedians League. The top of the Comedians League currently about 650. I mean, Connor Reed has got a 100-point lead on us. That really is, that's really good going. He's done very, very well. And of course, John, we have some new, we have some funny team names. Oh, do we? All right. Tom Dennerly, Tony or not Tony? No. Dry. We don't want Shakespeare coming into the FPL, do we? Tom, and it has, I uh, liked it. Okay, fine. Jeremy Duxbury, Mbappe don't preach. Awful. What? Yeah, not good enough. What do you mean it's not good enough? That's really good. That's like, well, it doesn't scan. Papa don't preach, Mbappe don't preach. Yeah, but Papa and Mbappe are very different words. And the final one, Michael Driver, broke back Mount 10. And like the number 10, as in the shirt number. I see, yes. But is Mason Mount number 10? I don't think he is, is he? He's not 19 for Chelsea. You can't have broken back Mount 19. No, well, then you can't have the pun. Oh, You, know, you can't have everything you want. You are a spiteful and a wicked lord. <laughs> Welcome to the game, everyone. I'm just bitter because you're all better than me. I think the Listener League is going very well. You know what I would say the fundamental divide between us is? You're Old Testament, I'm New Testament. You're flipping eye for an eye, fire and brimstone. I'm like, come on, let's just all get along here. Do you know who's I like? This is where I'm at, as a pun. Tom Shinor Adams, Egan Cresswell. Lovely. Yeah? Although, That's nice, isn't it? Well, good pun. Terrible sandwich. Yeah, awful. Cress, no business being there. Well, no, the egg's the worst bit. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't eat egg anymore. But uh, back in the days when I used to be a, an eggman, um, Do you ever have um, scrambled tofu? Yeah, love it. Absolutely it? love it. And uh, like the Bosch it, yeah. boys put me on to a... Uh, the who? A, the Bosch boys. What's that? It's not some sort of jingoistic slur. It sounds rough, doesn't it? It sounds like a couple of nasty bastards the Bosch boys yeah. have turned up. They're a couple of uh, well-to-do young men who've set up a vegan food business. Um, <laughs> they uh, they suggest buying uh, importing a salt called Kalanamak, uh, which I think is a sort of Middle Eastern salt, and it has a slightly sulfurous taste because of where it comes from, and it gives the tofu that egg flavour. Um, so uh, if you've made it this far into the podcast, you are probably hanging about for a tip to make your tofu taste more eggy. And Kalanamak, the Eastern salt, thanks to the boys at Bosch for that tip, is uh, so, uh, you know, well done. And uh, if you've got any tips in return, I, I gratefully receive any vegan tips. Yeah. I mean, another tip, if you want your scrambled tofu to taste more like egg, is to just mash some egg into it, and that gives it a look. Yes, that's true. And then if you don't want to get tofu tits, just whip the tofu out. (laughs) 
uh, I like a bit of rosemary in my scrambled tofu as well. You can use any dried herb uh, because, after all, that's all we've got time for. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, my (laughs) word. Beautiful work. Improv. Good luck in game week 11. Do join us next week because Matt Ford will be wobbling his way through the first part of the podcast and we will be joined by fantastic comedian Chris McCausland. Remember to keep sending us any peculiar football stories you want us to discuss, forfeit or prize suggestions, any questions for our guests. And if you've got a picture of yourself at a football match with one of those annoying signs, but instead of saying, eh, can I have your shirt? It says, download the CPFPL podcast. Tweet it to at ComediansFPL or email us at hello at cpfpl.com. And don't forget, tell all your friends about it. Leave us a five-star written review. Spread the word. Post it on your socials. And we'll see you next time. And do you know what I want if we're shouting out for people to do stuff? I yeah. really like the pictures people are sending in of people asking for shirts. And I think it is going to be a forfeit at some point, me or 40, going to a game and holding up a banner asking for a shirt off a player. I want pictures of grown adults asking for shirts and I would love to see someone asking for a referee shirt. Because I'll tell you now, I reckon you're going to get on some sort of montage there. You're getting picked up by the match of the day cameras. If you're going for a game and saying, can I have your shirt to the referee, you're going to get on telly. We also need to decide who our star listener is this episode. Each episode, we effectively try and become as specific as possible Try and really zone in on who might be listening. Who do you think we should go for this week? Well, I always bow to your your feelings here. You're a much more spiritual mm. man. I, I, as you know, I try and eschew all feelings because I think they pollute the mind. I deal with facts and what's right in front of me. But I'm you believe something. in liking people and things, don't you? What, what are you smelling on the breeze there? Soy sauce. Mm. Anyone currently eating, <laughs> dipping... <laughs> Um, using soy sauce yeah yeah but you could be dipping some um uh, tofu into it or some uh uh, what's it called (laughs) what's the stuff sushi or you could have just added a splash into like a bolognese or something or to a salad if you're currently experiencing soy sauce in any way you're eating it you're cooking it you're smelling it even if you were just thinking i could get some soy sauce in and then bang i've gone soy sauce and you go whoa He's in me head. This show's for you. Improv. Bye. Bye.